What's up, guys? Welcome back to America's number one podcast, Das Facts. Don't look that up because it's fake news. Uh, this is Ethan and Surya. I'd just like to take a moment to thank everyone for the really nice feedback. Um, there was some criticism, too, but it all helped, so thank you for that. Uh, I'm Ethan. I'm Surya, and this is Das Facts. Uh, to start this episode off, we're going to go with the NBA. Both conference finals ended last night with the Heat's victory. Uh, but what I'd like to do is jump back to Friday and talk about the Nuggets game. Um, the Nuggets obviously lost to the Lakers. Um, they looked like they were going to come back. But um, in the end, even though AD struggled, the Lakers were able to pull out. Yeah, I think, the, I think, that, I think that's true. But how, do you, how, do you, how much do you think that the AD buzzer beater in that game affected the outcome of the series? Yeah, well, in Game 2, AD had that three-pointer uh, to evidently beat them, uh, put them up by one. I think that was, um, it was huge in the, in the series as a whole. If the Nuggets would have taken a 2-0 lead, I don't know. They could have ran away with it. But that just seemed to, be, to me to be a turning point in the series, and... It it's, it seems so surprising to me how one one shot could affect the series in that way, but I truly do feel it did. Going over to the Eastern Conference now, uh, why do you think the Celtics lost that game? I mean, they played a they played a very good series. Um, even though I'm a Celtics fan, I'm upset about the loss and that we not going to the finals. I'm still really happy about the way they played, and I'm it was good. It was very fun to watch this playoffs. But it was really intense on both the East and West. I think they really lost because they like once again the Heat proved that, and no matter how big a lead, they can always come back, and no lead is safe when you're playing a when you're playing a good team like the Heat. Celtics next season, I think they should improve on just endurance and just the ability to keep shooting accurately and able to win the game with a decent lead because they had a nine point lead and they came back, but at the end of the day, Heat came out with a win. And they're going back to the finals for the first time since 2014. Yeah, closing out games has been a problem for the Celtics, um, particularly in this series. Um, but they're gonna be a, they're gonna be a team to reckon with over the next couple of years. When your third best player, or second best player, depending on how you see it, is Kemba Walker, you know you have a good team with you. And um, with Ga- with Gordon Hayward coming back, I think they're gonna be a special team coming up. But we have the Heat. And the Lakers in the finals. I just like to see what are your predictions for. Let's start with game one. Game one, very. It's gonna be a good game. Jimmy Butler has a lot to prove. He has he has to step up on his role on both offense and defense. He played. He's he had a very mediocre series for a good player like Jimmy Butler, and this in the Celtics Heat series. But he's going to need to step up against a very good team like LeBron and the and AD and his Lakers. It's going to be tough, but I think they can try. I think they might be able to pull out a very close victory of a margin of four to five points. Yeah, in terms of game one, I'm going to agree with you on the Heat victory here. I just feel like, yeah, Jimmy Butler has so much to prove. He's not really in that superstar category yet. I think he'll get there. Um also, I just feel like the Heat have a have more depth in terms of their bench and just their surrounding role players than the um, than the Lakers. The Lakers have obviously Anthony Davis and LeBron James, but then the players around them I feel like aren't as good as the Heat. They have Caruso and Contavious Caldwell Pope and Kuzma, 
along with like Dwight Howard, but those to me aren't going to be the players that define the series for them. And the Heat, I mean, they have a multitude of really good players. They have Jay Crowder, Tyler Hero dropped 37 against the Celtics. Um, That's saying a lot because rookie against a very, very good Celtics defense. Number one, I think what number number one or number two ranked in efficiency in defense and yeah. just overall very good defensive team. So both, I think it was a very good job by Tyler Hero and especially by um, Duncan Robinson who we have to point out the fact that he wasn't he wasn't a superstar coming in like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who were the third pick, but or like or uh, but like these guys, they're they're not any like notable big players from college. No, they're all like undrafted players. Bam Adebayo, like he was decent. He wasn't very yeah. big until now. You have Goran Dragic, who again undrafted. Proves to be probably their best their best weapon on both sides of the ball. Very good defender, very good at shooting the ball, playing and passing. What do you think, Ethan? I mean, just even though the Lakers have AD and LeBron, as I was saying earlier, the Heat together, I feel, are a better team than AD, LeBron, and some other players. Because they all, not only do they have great chemistry, but like Duncan Robinson can shoot the three exceptionally well. Uh, Jimmy Butler. I think he, I think Duncan Robinson is the best captain shooter in the NBA. No doubt. I mean, it used to be Clay Thompson, Steph Curry needed some time, but the top two you got Duncan Robinson, you got Clay Thompson, and not and like what do you expect? I mean, they're so good at what they do. They're they've perfected the art of catch and shoot three pointers, and like you and so you may say, oh, Duncan Robinson can only shoot threes. Well, if you saw in Game Four. He was all over the court. He can pass. He can mm-hmm. shoot inside. Yeah, layups. It's crazy. Very good player. Probably the best on their team when it comes to shooting. But overall, I think Gordon Drogic's their best player. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with just the Heat. Their pieces are gonna beat the the Lakers. And even though I think AD and LeBron are gonna have an excellent series, it's not gonna be enough in my opinion. I think it may be enough, but. Depending on how much chemistry plays into this in the finals, because chemistry has always proven to be the most important key piece in yeah. all sports. Super Bowl Fifty One chemistry was one of them. Just belief that you can win, which the Heat obviously have, coming in for the first. And this also historical because this is the first time that the one or two seed in the Eastern Conference Finals. It has come from the Eastern Conference Finals and been to the NBA Finals, and they're not the one or two seed. They're the fifth seed in fifth the NBA, in the, which is crazy. Never, never done before. Absolutely. So, and they beat and they destroyed reigning MVP, two time reigning MVP, back to back, Giannis. And you might say Giannis got hurt, but like I don't think that really affected well, it. Well, they were still up. So yeah, they, they, they would, did. The Bucks did better without Giannis. Yeah. Well, so I mean, like, there. If I see anything happening related to the Bucks. If they traded away Giannis in the net within the next two years, I won't even be surprised. He is not very good. I mean, he. I mean, he's good, right? But like, he, is he really good enough to be the best player on a team that struggles with him, but does better without him? That's what really confuses me. Yeah. So you got you got to show up, and you can't have your team thriving without you. Um, back to the finals here. Um, it's interesting. They interviewed Contavious Caldwell Pope uh, on the Lakers uh, after the game, after one of their games, and he said um, he said that 
we don't get a lot of touches, especially with LeBron and AD. And I thought that was interesting. When you brought up chemistry, which is huge, you can't have these two super superstars just getting the ball. You have to have other people incorporated into the game plan. And I feel the Heat have been doing an exceptional job passing. But is that going to be a struggle for the Lakers, who have two super, super superstars who want the ball all the time and want to score and want the limelight? Is that going to impede on their success, especially against this amazing um, Heat team? I think... I think that's very possible. I think that's, in fact, probably the key factor in the series right here. Because statistically, not only, if you consider the statistics, you got to look at, if you look at both teams, he have the most stacked roster right now. And they're the better team statistic-wise. But if you're looking at player-wise and big names, you got yeah. you got two players on on the Lakers, but you don't have very many big names on the Heat. But the reason why they're statistically better is because of chemistry. Without good chemistry, you are not good. Your players are saying there's no chemistry, then there is obviously yeah, a problem. Exactly. Also, let's just look at who they had to play to get here. The Heat um, played the Pacers. That wasn't a real challenge, but they played the Bucks, beat them in five, then played the Celtics, beat them in six. That's insane. Lakers started out with the Trailblazers. Dame obviously got hurt. They they actually lost the game, the first game, but um, they ended up taking care of them pretty uh, easily. But that was a that was an eighth seed. The path to get there from fifth seed having to play the fourth seed, then having to play the number one seed, and then having to play the number uh, three seed with in the in the Boston Celtics. That's a really tough road. Um, obviously, the Lakers did have some competition. They, but and the I feel Rockets like, I feel and the Nuggets, but both those teams were under. Um, exactly, with Jamal Murray getting hurt, uh, yeah, that that would have been a completely different series. If Jamal Murray wasn't hurt, very, very, very poorly played basketball in majority of the quarters for Lakers. They had they just had some good quarters, and they a lot yeah. of it was just very bad chemistry. If you see them play the entire game, yeah. they have some big plays, but then the rest are just very mediocre. But if you look at the Heat, every play that yeah. they make is. One hundred percent effort. You don't see him ever lacking effort. Like that one Jimmy Butler, he play he strips the ball, about to go out, throws it he passes it behind yeah. his back, jumping out of bounds, and then gets the points. Bam out of bio block. I'd I'd argue LeBron or AD would have given up on that play. That looked like a sure dunk to me. Yeah, I th- I mean, I feel like if he hadn't made that block, Celtics would be in the it, finals right now. It'd be a different it's a complete one defensive play. Effort is what wins games. Like Babe Ruth says, I'd much rather play someone. That I'm, I'm, it's a lot harder to beat someone that puts a lot more effort than it is to beat someone who is better than you, mm-hmm. which is completely true. Effort is what wins games. Yeah, um, the the Lakers they just don't look like a number one seed. I don't. It every time I watch their games, I'm baffled about how they're winning. They like they don't look like they're in it necessarily. Like mentally, they look out of it. They don't look like the Lakers team that we saw in the regular season that won 50 games. They look tired. LeBron looking old. Yeah. He had some big plays like Michael Jordan did one in his late career. He has a couple plays. But you have to understand, a couple plays doesn't win championships. Effort, team chemistry, and the ability to play 60, 48 minutes nonstop without, without giving up, that's what wins championships. Yeah. 
Alright, that was our take on the NBA. Kind of went all over the place. Um, next up, we're going to go to uh, some of the upsets in NFL Week 3 and just some of the marquee matchups that happened. Alright, now we're going to move on to the NFL. We're going to do, first up, we're going to do players who we thought stood out, not only in fantasy football, but just in general. So, first, I'm going to go over to the two running backs in this game, Minnesota versus t the Titans. And we have Derrick Henry, 26 carries, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. And he did he had two receptions for 11 yards as well. That That's an exceptional game for a running back. But I think, personally, Dalvin Cook outdid him in the fantasy, at least in the fantasy field, even though his team didn't get the win. He had 22 carries for 181 yards and a touchdown, along with two receptions and 18 yards. That, it was a, just a really good running game in general, and I was surprised to see that one game, one matchup could hold that amount of rushing yards and attempts. But I think both those players did exceptionally well, especially for your fantasy team. Surya, are there um, any players that stood out to you? I think... There's no specific player, but I think the Patriots' defense really stood up, at least on the passing side. They really limited Darren Waller's ability to catch the ball because he's been an outstanding player. And like we said in the previous episode, this Patriots' defense stood uh, stepped up after the loss last week and really delivered the beating to, uh, beating to the Raiders. And, you know... They took him down, which is a very good job by the Patriots defense. They stopped him on the ground and they stopped him in the air. I mean, and that that's key to a victory. Defense wins different defense wins games. Yeah, when we're on the topic of defenses, I just want to go mention the Colts defense. Granted, they were playing the Jets. They um they won thirty six to seven, and if you had them on your fantasy team, they would have scored you twenty seven points with two defensive touchdowns, a safety two interceptions, and a fumble recovery. Uh, that's insane. I know they're playing the Jets, but that is still an insane stat line for a defense. So I just had to mention that. 27 points for a defense is almost unheard of. This Colts defense has been looking really good this year. Uh, I agree. But we should, we should talk about a player that really struggled last night. Well, yesterday. We gotta talk about Kyler Murray. Yeah. What happened? Supposed to be very good game for him. Through, well, we gotta give credit to the Detroit defense. I don't know how the well they did in fantasy because uh someone kicked me out, but <laughs> but if we consider the fact that he the if you consider how well he played in the past couple of games, he he didn't play that good. He he struggled. Um, he threw, I think, three interceptions. Three interceptions. Which is really crazy for a quarterback who's as accurate, strong, and has very good receivers just like like him. I like it's unbelievable how he played. Yeah, Hopkins had 137 yards. That's almost half of – that's actually more than half of all of Kyler Murray's yards. Um, the two touchdowns, but then the three interceptions just killed him. They only scored 23 points against this mediocre uh, Lions defense. That that's a good point on if the you, struggling side. I'm saying if you started Detroit defense, or even though we told you not to start Detroit defense <laughs> yeah. if you're playing Kyler Murray, that's our bad. Well, uh, my bad, but like because well, you guys, Detroit defense stepped up. I don't know how many points they got because again, I got kicked out of my league. 
But, um, but yeah. Good job, Detroit. Uh, you, you beat a good team. I would like to point out, we were pretty much only wrong so far on Kyler Murray popping off. So, he did better than Daniel Jones, though. We told you to start him over Daniel Jones. So, we're telling I would like you, to man. point out, we're, we're like, we're genius. We're, to- we're the Tony Romos of Lewis Center. Now they know where we live. Okay. Um, another bounce back game that I'd like to point out was Chris Godwin. Didn't have an exceptional game, but he was um, one of their leading receivers. He had five receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. But a big part of this for me is just coming off an injury. Tom Brady's struggling. They're finally getting into a bit of a rhythm. But to come back, be the second highest receiving target on the team, that it's just the points don't astound me. But this means he's trending in a good direction for me. Yeah, he's heading towards a good place. Tom, he's, he can be one of Tom Brady's good options, like Julian Edelman was once. I, but if we're gonna, but speaking of the Patriots, when Tom Brady and Gronk played there, what is happening with Gronk? He's not of any. He he's not the big name anymore. He is no longer a good player. I guess he's not even their number one tight end. They have OJ Howard. Yeah, like it's crazy how I feel like that that year he took off. Really, really hit hit hard on his career. I don't think he's. I, I don't want to say ever and like you know be wrong, but like it's gonna be hard for him to ever come back to his elite, elite ability and good play. We, but we should also talk about the very good Cowboys game. Cowboys played good, but I don't think it was good enough to beat Seattle. It wasn't good enough to beat Seattle. Russell Wilson threw 27 completions out of 40 yard uh, out of 40 attempts, 315 yards and five touchdowns. Crazy, three touchdowns for Lockett. Again, if you started Lockett, congratulations, you have like a thousand thirty-seven points apparently. If you started both of them, you would have gotten over 70 points. DK Metcalf with another touchdown, like he had 110 yards, which is crazy. Very good job. I mean. Like props to the props to Seattle so far this season, playing pretty tough teams. But if we're gonna talk about the Cowboys, gosh, they did well offensively. They too, did. Just Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott, I think what really lost them the game was those two interceptions yeah. and that last play on offense for them, very bad. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had a decent night on uh, touchdown wise, but he didn't have a very good uh, a very good game rushing. He only had, he had only had thirty four yards for. 14 carries, which honestly is not that good. Not a, good, not a great average. We yeah. have Dalvin Cook, who's averaging eight, eight yards over 18 carries. Yeah, which is great. Very good job by Dalvin Cook. Uh, C.D. Lamb, very, he's also been carrying the ball a little bit, but not. But like Michael Gallup and uh, Amari Cooper, the, they need to step up and lead this team because their defense is injured. They they need to step up and really lead this team to a victories and possibly another playoff berth after a while. I have one more surprising fantasy football standout for this week. Um, many people, if you had Austin Eckler on your team, might have been concerned about Joshua Kelly. Last week he had more touches rushing than he did. Um, and the Chargers altogether aren't that great of a team. But if we look at Austin Eckler's... Um, if you look at Austin Eckler's game, he did outstanding. Only 59 yards um, rushing, but he did have a touchdown. But receiving is where it stands out. They have a pretty, they have a good receiving core, and 
he was second, second to Keenan Allen in receiving. He had 11 receptions in 84 yards. That's 11. Po- that's 19 points just receiving. And so if you had him, probably a pleasant surprise for you because a lot of people weren't expecting him to do as well as he did. Um, after the break, we're going to focus on some NFL matchups, less of fantasy, but more of the actual games and how we thought they went. And we're actually going to bring in uh, Serena's little brother because he's kind of an NFL geek. Our guest, Siva Pucha. Okay, well, now we're going to talk about three important NFL matchups and our insight on them. Sadly, we did lie to you, and you might, you should probably never trust us again. Siva couldn't make it. So we promise that this is the last time we'll ever lie to you, but, but it might not be yeah. the last time we Chance ever lie to you. Chance we're going to lie to you again. It's fine. We just get used to it. We're, we're wrong sometimes. All right, Bills-Rams, 32-35. Controversial pass interference call at the end. Josh Allen, 311 yards, five touchdowns. What's your insight about this game? Um. Well... Rams almost came back. Like Buffalo's Buffalo scored twenty one to three in the first half. God, that's like that Super Bowl fifty one, yeah. guys. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And then LA outscored them fourteen to seven in the third quarter, fifteen to seven in the fourth quarter. But just wasn't it, it just wasn't enough. Uh even though the Rams maybe get I maybe even though Rams games usually have horrible pass interference calls, it's never against them. So it's the first time for Sean. You think it was earned? Yeah, it was earned, <laughs> but like, it wasn't a pass interference. Rams should have won the game. Uh, Bills, yeah. Bills, Bills played good. They shouldn't be number one though. Patriots should be number one in the East. I'm upset about that, but it's fine. No, Patriots, Bills, Bills did do a spectacular. They, they did very good, but offense. we can't deny the fact that the Bills are playing very good this season. Rams also are playing very good, but yeah, both teams have a very good shot at making the playoffs this year. Could be a matchup we see further on. Yeah, um, I see. I see it coming. I, both very good teams on the rise. Rams struggled a bit last year, but they're coming back. Yeah, and I, I believe that. Jared Goff finally playing like he was uh, his Super Bowl year. Yeah, I um, agree. So, Falcons did it again. Maybe we only see this because they did it in Super Bowl 51, the biggest stage. They let up another lead. And, I mean, how often are they going to do this? They were up 21 against Dallas, ended up losing by one. Lost by four? They lost by four to the Bears. To the Bears! Put in their backup quarterback, although I don't think Nick Foles should have been a backup. He leads them to the victory. What do you think about this? Uh, well, this is, this is fact, actually. Um, this is the second time, this second time in a row that the Falcons had a 99.3 chance or more in the, the last quarter of the game and blew the lead and let the other team won, win. It's disappointing. Falcons are a very good team. A great offensive team. Matt Ryan, looking MVP, looking like his MVP MVP year again. Yeah. They played very good, even though they didn't have their star wide receiver. Julio Jones. Calvin really stepping into his shoes. I'd like to add. Yeah, that was, he was also a very good player. Todd Gurley. Um, he's just Todd Gurley's okay, but like, like he he said that uh, he thinks that they're a good team, but they have to come together and come up clutch at the end and really just hold down and then. 
prevent the other team from scoring, and they just got to run the ball, run the clock out, and win the game. That's how you win. Uh, I mean, that's all I have to say about the Falcons game. What do you think? Yeah, just I agree with you. Just disappointing. They they look so good like first three quarters, and then something happens. They just they can't close out games, and it to a to an extent reminds me of a lot of what the Celtics were like this series. Like they're playing so good, and then just at the end they can't close it out. But obviously the Falcons like twenty points in football is a lot, because even though you get you score more points per possession, you get less possessions and. They they were looking so good offensively. Calvin Ridley's doing really good this season. Picking up Todd Gurley was a good move, and I think he'll do better as the season progresses, but they just need to close out the game. Yeah, I mean, there's not much left to say. Falcons just, they got to close out and come up clutch when they need to. All right, our next, um, our next matchup is going to be... Our next matchup is we're going to do the Saints-Packers game. We both had conflicting views on what happened. Surreal was right for the first time in his life. Um, the The Saints did, did end up losing only by seven. It was, it was a bit of a – it was a bit of the, – the Packers won by more than seven, in my opinion. They yeah. just got a last-second touchdown. Yeah. I think – yeah, that was just a more of a garbage-time touchdown by the yeah. Saints. Didn't really Packers really didn't even try anymore. Just Drew Brees. This this is where you realize that Drew Brees struggles without a good supporting cast. No denying that he's a very good quarterback, one of the greatest ever. But like he needs a supporting cast to win. Whereas other quarter, some of these other quarterbacks, they can have absolute nobodies on their team, and they can still sum up somehow come up clutch, win the game, and lead their team to another victory against any good teams. You know. Yeah. Um, so Drew Brees, let's look at his stat line right here. Drew Brees, he, he, had a, he had a decent game. He, bro, it's not working. It's fine. Um, I just going to say, a lot of his throws went to Alvin Kamara. Check down screen passes to Alvin Kamara. That, and that's how he's getting a lot of his yards in his stat line. So his stat line might be fine, but Alvin Kamara just tore it up. He just check it down to Alvin Kamara. Alma Kamara runs 10 yards. That's that's not real. That's not real football to me. That's not real throwing. Like, Drew Brees shouldn't get all, all that credit. He, th- he throws it behind the line of, line of scrimmage, but then he gets credit for 10 yards. He did not have a good game. Threw an interception. Just not looking like the Drew Brees we're used to seeing, and I don't know if he'll – I don't know if he'll bounce back this season. He might, but he needs he needs Michael Thomas to be able to do that. No, Aaron Rodgers has his own version of the Patrick Mahomes no look pass when he passed it deep to Lazard. Yeah. Very very he Aaron Rodgers looking like you know good old Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Discount double check. It's very good. Uh, I think he has a good he has a shot at getting MVP. But his second place probably to only Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's looking good. Thanks. So. Thanks to everyone who told me not to pick up Lazard because uh, he's trash. Because guess what? 146 yards and a touchdown. So would really help my fantasy team this week. But <laughs> all right, next up we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go to our famous segment, worldwide renowned, uh, Das Facts or Das Cap. And now for the final and best segment of the episode, das we facts. got Das Facts or Das, or das Cap. Cap. 
right, I'll be asking the questions again this week. Here's the first one. You ready? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes will become the greatest quarterback of all time. That's facts. It may be, some people may say it's a bit too early in his career to really tell if you'll he'll, if he'll be that good. I mean, he's he's shown signs. He, he's he delivers the ball like any other great quarterback. He he throws like Brett Favre. He's got he's a gunslinger. He's got the IQ, football IQ of Tom Brady. He knows what calls and what plays to change up. He he's able to read defense. He's very good. He can run, throw, put the work in. He plays. He played baseball, so his arm just very. He's an outstanding quarterback. There's not much other thing. There's not much to say. He's just. I think he will. Yeah, MVP, Super Bowl champion, first two years. Okay, if LeBron wins the championship this year, he will become better than Michael Jordan. <sighs> That's a really tough one. Uh... That's Cap, though, because MJ, he's MJ. Uh, How much more My, to say? Michael Jordan, you don't, you don't, how do I say this? He's just clutch. Yeah. My, LeBron, it's like, the problem with the two of them, they play two different eras, so you really can't That's tell true. who's better than the other person, but overall, MJ's got six championships, right? Yeah. He's played on a trash team for a while and then he played on a good team but lebron needs like i said for like just like drew Brees, to be good he needs a surrounding cast this year he had ad last year he didn't have anybody he they only won like 30 some games right yeah on the same team yeah same, exact team same team but now they have exactly they need a surrounding cast but when you have but you have a player like mj he had Two pretty much no-name players until Michael Jordan gave them an identity. He was the one that made the team better. Just an outstanding player. I think. I think. I think it's Cap. I don't think LeBron James will. If I don't think he'll ever be better than Michael Jordan. It's hard to eclipse. It's hard to you know beat how good the greatest basketball player, if not athlete, of all time. Here's a quick follow-up question. Um, just real quick. Do you think? Kobe or LeBron are better or better? Uh, I gotta pick Kobe. I think Kobe's better. Yeah. Kobe's six championships. Even though he also had a surrounding cast, his last championship, he decent team. He didn't have a very good team, but if you look at the point stats too, he's a he's a smaller player relative yeah. to other big boys. Like LeBron's a huge, massive guy. Kobe, you you got. A smaller, but like a bit strong. He's strong, but like, I'm pretty sure Kobe had like five or six plus games of sixty plus points, and he had an eighty-one point game. So he's yeah. I'm just gonna say LeBron's yeah. never gonna get eighty-one. Yeah, like he. It's hard to do that. Like I think Kobe's better than LeBron, and I'm gonna get a lot, a lot of yeah. hate. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of hate for it, but Kobe will always be better than LeBron unless LeBron plays for another 80 years like it's impossible to do what kobe did okay here's another desk cap desk cap or that's uh facts question lamar jackson is overrated for statement yeah he's overrated uh again not like controversial statement but if you play quarterback but you play like a running back you're overrated he can kind of throw the ball he's a quarterback he has to be able to throw the ball but they run mostly read option plays. Yeah. 
they, they hand the ball up or he takes off. He, sure, he's a good quarterback. He can lead their team to a Super Bowl, but they won't be able to win the Super Bowl if they end up ever going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's just not good enough to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. He doesn't have that Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he just doesn't much, like element. He lost to the he, he lost, lost to the Titans. Titans. We saw how both of them played against the Titans. Lamar Jackson very very struggled. He yeah, just struggled. He was very, very bad. But Patrick Mahomes came up clutch. He ran the ball. He threw the ball. But he he just outplayed him so much more. He's so much better. Like. Lamar Jackson, you can consider him as an elite talent, but if you're considering what position he plays, you, you wouldn't consider him the most elite relative to other good Rel- quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. The Rams' chief game of 2018 was the best regular season game of all time. Up to, well, that that might change tonight when the Chiefs play the Ravens. But, see, that was a really good game, right? High scoring, but... You missed out on some good defense there. But, all right, you may think that this is biased, but if you go back to when Tom Brady played Peyton Manning, when Peyton Manning was back with the Colts, and they were both undefeated 8-0 and in the regular season back in, like, 2007, I think. They, that was an incredible game. Offense, defense, special teams, everything was just to the peak of their abilities. Both very evenly matched teams. Offense was matched by the defense. Defense was all matched by the offense. High-scoring game, good defensive game. I th- and the Patriots came out on top. And I might uh, people say that's biased, but like it's hard to beat some games. But you, I could consider the L.A. Rams and the Chiefs game close second, but maybe a first too. I think it's tied. It's a very good game. So that's gonna be desk cap. So uh, yeah, I think that was good. I, and I think desk cap. All right. Thank you for listening to Das Facts with Ethan and Surya. We'll see you next time. Um, have a good we one. We enjoyed the feedback, so thanks. Yeah, have a good one. Yay!